and happy Tuesday, my friends. This is Amy Lee San Juan, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative ep- episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we provide insights and visibility into products and solutions across the Cisco portfolio and trending topics across our industry. If you like our podcast, please follow us and feel free to share your favorite episodes with your colleagues and friends. And of course, if you have any thoughts or comments on what we should cover in a future episode, let us know. Talk with us on Twitter at at Cisco Champion. All right, today we will be talking about Cisco Nexus and how it can help data centers continue to evolve to support next generation applications like AI and ML through our compact, high capacity, high speed, and highly efficient switches. So stay with us and learn more about the Cisco Nexus 9232E. All right, you know how we do it. We have an amazing cast of Cisco champions to help drive the conversation and uncover what you might want to know. So let's get to know them. I go in alphabetical order. So Alexander, you know that I'm going to start with you. Who are you? Hey, thank you, Emily. Uh, good to be on the podcast as well. So my name is Alexander Deka. I'm a principal engineer working for NTT and looking forward to have a nice uh, chat with uh, my co-host. And our SMEs. All right. Mir, hello. Yeah, thank what have you, you been up to? Where have you been? <laughs> thank you, Emily. It's, it's always great to uh, record podcasts with you. It's a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Mir Hossemi I am a VP on DevSecOps, uh, DevSecOps for Cloud in Morgan Stanley, the financial firm. Um, I'm in love with all Cisco products and Cisco technologies. So I'm really excited to be part of this podcast. All right. Now on to our phenomenal Cisco subject matter experts. Gerald and Faraz, thank you for being our guest today. Um, can you tell us who you are and what you do at Cisco? Hey, thank you, Emily, and um, thanks everyone for having us on the um, on this podcast. So I'm Gerald Richard. Uh, I'm one of the product managers leading the Nexus product management team here at Cisco. Hey, thanks, Emily, for having us. I'm uh, Faraz Tafes Matian. I'm one of the technical marketing engineers with the networking group and uh, i'm here to talk about our latest and greatest um, addition to our nexus portfolio yes because that's what we cover on cisco champion radio the latest and greatest all right so i i um introduced that we were talking about cisco nexus and it gave us a little bit of um a little bit more information but can you give us some background on the topic before the champions start driving this conversation so okay, I'll let, let me start, and then Farazi can jump in. Uh, so this, um, so over the last couple of months, uh, or a little bit longer than that, so we've been adding uh, and expanding the Nexus portfolio, the Nexus 9K portfolio to be specific. Um, essentially, adding uh, higher capacity, higher port density, higher port speed switches into the portfolio. And last month, uh, we introduced one of our most recent switches, uh, which is which will be one of the topics that we'll be talking about with uh, with our champions here. Um, and how you can use the entire Nexus portfolio um, for, to design and architect your data center um, networks and fabrics uh, for you know, bandwidth intensive uh, or compute intensive uh, applications. Yeah, thanks, Gerald. Um, yeah, like Gerald said, uh, we have a great portfolio and um, we're really uh, listening to the customers and the challenges that they face in data center today and what they're trying to build, um, and they're all looking for higher efficiency and more 
reliable network. So we have a really great profile uh, portfolio to talk about. And um, I think last time we talked about in the last call, we, we talked about how we're 800 gig ready. And today we're very excited to talk about uh, the 800 gig and um, our newest and greatest addition to the Nexus portfolio, which is the first um, the Nexus 9200 that can do 800 gig natively. And also we can do eight by 100 gig or two by 400 gig breakouts. Um, thank you very much guys uh, for the introduction. Um, so let me get to it real quick. I mean, like right to the point, right? What what is first of all? It, this is really exciting news. This Nexus uh, 9232. If you want to tell me, like in three bullet points, what is so special about this one? Okay, so that's a great question, uh, Mir. Um, and uh, so the first thing uh, about this switch is is um, is the size is what I would point out to. It's a very compact switch. It's a one RU switch, um, but it packs a lot of bandwidth. Uh, so it is built using a 25.60 um, ASIC, so the overall capacity of the switch um, can be 25.60. And from, from, from a use case standpoint, I mean, how do you use that bandwidth? Uh, that's where kind of the port speeds come in. So this is an 800 gig capable switch, so it has 32 ports uh, of QSF PDD. Um, every port can be, um, you know, 800 gig capable. Uh, but we didn't stop right there. Um, so one of the things that we did with this uh, switch is we have, we now have the ability to um, use this switch in breakout modes to actually provide a very high density 400 gig and 100 gig uh, switch as well. So each port can be broken out into uh, two 400 gig ports or uh, eight 100 gig ports. Um, and this is something really new. So the way we can do, um, you know, eight by 100 uh, on a per port basis is because of the underlying surges that this ASIC um, offers. Um, prior generation products, uh, we already have a 25.60 product within the Nexus uh, 9K portfolio. That product is built on an ASIC that uses a 56 gig surges. Uh, however, the new product that we're talking about, which is the 9232E, it doubles that uh, uh, speed of the surges from 56 to 112 gig surges. So every port uh, can have eight of those surges, and each surges can run at 100 gig speed, giving you the ability to to really pack a 256 port 100 gig switch in a one audio form factor. Great, great. Uh, this is really exciting. Uh, and just to be clear, uh, Gerald, this is actually a spine and leaf capable switch, correct? Yeah, so this switch uh, will run um, NXOS. Um, so that's the um, that's that's the operating system that we are planning to offer on this switch. And then it would have VXLAN capability. So you would be able to use the switch as a spine, potentially even a super spine, where you have um, a, a need for much higher bandwidth, um, as well as a as a leaf where you need high speed access ports, if you will. Okay, so it covers a wide variety of use cases. Yeah, and if you're really comparing, uh, let's say, a single switch that is 25.6 terabit uh, to a fabric of um, switches that can provide the same bandwidth for front panel facing ports, that is, if you build a leaf spine architecture with uh, a smaller ASIC like 12.8 terabit, um, if you compare those two together, because you're not only using, not only saving on the rack space, but you're also saving on the energy cost and cabling and um, all those 
combined, uh, you see a, around 87% reduction in, in the cost of operating that fabric. So uh, that's really huge for customers that are looking for efficiency and they're looking to um, you know, have a smaller footprint in, in the data center. And as Gerald mentioned, um, one of the things that we highlight with this switch is the first one to offer 100 gig series on our line, and that those are the lines that we use to transmit data from the chip or up to the chip. And uh, this is basically the fastest way to transmit data, and we can combine those 100 gig series to, to build the higher speed interfaces like 800 gig or even 1.6 terabit, which with previous generation of ASICs with the same bandwidth, because you have lower series, uh, you won't be able to build those high speed bandwidth interfaces. You can go up to 400 gig if you have 50 gig series. Okay. So, so the last question, and I will uh, pass the bottom to to Alexander. The overall uh, switch capacity, uh, the throughput is uh, how many terabyte? It's 25.6. You basically get 256 100 gig, 100 gig ports. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's also great to see uh, because it's one of the topics that uh, many customers have right now uh, to build sustainable data centers uh, with uh, energy prices uh, going going through the roof. I yeah. think it's really something value-add for most of the customers right now. Um, talking about 800 gig switch, right? So I guess also that comes with some new QSFPs. Any, anything you want to share about uh, QSFPs that you guys have uh, available for this platform? Yeah, that's a great segue, Alexander. So um, as we introduce higher speed ports, um, we would have to give the ability to um, to actually use those ports, right? So so that's that's where these new QSOPs uh, come in. The form factor that we use for the um, 9232E uh, continues to be QSFP DD. So which means you would have, um, uh, even without any new optics, you would have backward compatibility to all the QSOPs that are already um, out in the field, whether it's uh, a 400 gig QSOP DD uh, or a 100 gig QSOP or, or, or even a 40 gig uh, QSOP um, uh, for that matter. Uh, in addition to that, uh, given the, um, the, the additional bandwidth that we have on the switch, um, when we start shipping the switch, we will have two new uh, QSOP DDs. One would be a two by 400 gig uh, QSOP that'll allow you to run every port uh, or convert every port into two 400 gig ports. And in addition to that, we will have another um, a transceiver, which will be an eight by 100 gig uh, QSFP that'll allow you to break out every port into eight 100 gig uh, ports. Um, both of these transceivers are uh, will be available when we um, uh, start shipping the switch uh, sometime early next year. It's really something, a point that we need to highlight that each port can do eight times 100 gig breakout support uh, cables. Huh? I think this is really something that's incredible. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very cool uh, way to kind of get um, uh, 256 uh, 100 gig ports in a very small um, switch. It's just one RU. And then going back to uh, one of the points that you kind of um, alluded to, from a sustainability standpoint, uh, if you were to look at uh, the, the power rating for QSF PDD ports for 400 gig, most of the 400 gig ports um, would be rated for approximately 20 watts, right? I mean, that gives you a range of, um, um, allows you to use a range of different um, QSOP DD transceivers going all the way up to, you know, very long reach uh, QSOP DD optics. 
If you look from that perspective on the new switch, each port is rated for up to 30 watts. Uh, but if you compare, we are actually doubling the port speed from 400 to um, 800 uh, per port. Uh, but then the max power rating is not quite double, right? So that gives you a sense of how much power efficiency you can derive uh, from using this new switch uh, and leveraging the flexibility that it offers uh, in giving you uh, more 400 gig ports or more 100 gig ports uh, per rack unit. Yeah, I think to key point to point out that Gerald already mentioned, uh, these QSFDD 800 ports are backward compatible, right? So if you're not ready to go to 800 gig, you can just plug in QSFBDD or even QSFB28 and it will come up and it will work. And uh, the two optics that we just introduced, we actually um, showed them in OPC uh, last month. And uh, it was the one two by 400 gig and um, eight by 100 gig, as you mentioned. Good question. Is there, wasn't there a video available from OCP or maybe I'm mistaking something. Maybe it's also good uh, that we can link this one to the, to the podcast for the listeners as well. Might be interesting. Also something that we can, that we can share. Just thought about it, but uh, might be interesting. Yeah, if, if, if you haven't watched uh, Rakesh's presentation on uh, Silicon One and how we innovating uh, the, the ASIC technology, I highly recommend uh, to go watch that. But he really uh, go into the details of how uh, the new um, AI ML traffics, uh, it's relying on a synchronization between these GPUs and how we actually uh, benefit from having a silicon that is based on fully scheduled fabric uh, that uh, you bringing total job completion time uh, by going with these new uh, silicon architecture. Um, so not only we are looking to um, have a higher efficient, higher bandwidth uh, platform in the network, but we also take a look at to see what are these new challenges that we have with these new AI ML um, you know, data centers and how we can address them by having a smarter uh, and better network in the background. You see, Mir is super excited to ask some questions, so I'm uh, <laughs> going to give him... Uh... The floor. Yeah, no, I, I just had two questions, so uh, they, they are not really related to each other. But the first question is: so when we say this, the, the right uh, market for this new switch is uh, the customers that are trying to build um, heavy load uh, data centers because it gives us a high efficiency and uh, cost optimization. The, on the cost optimization piece, it's more because of the saving the energy uh, and, and energy efficiency. Is that is that the right uh, understanding? That is one of the critical components um, for sure, right? Because um, um, as I pointed out earlier, just from an optics power budget perspective, you would be able to derive some efficiency gains um, about uh, you know going from uh, roughly about 20 watts per port. Uh, for a 400 gig uh, uh, optic or a transceiver, going to about roughly 30 watts for an for an 800 gig um, uh, port, right? So that gives you a sense of you know at least you know if you do the rough math, it'll be roughly about 50 percent per port from a bandwidth uh, right. perspective, right? So that's one thing. The other one is obviously space. Uh, so now we are 
um, able to deliver uh, in a much higher capacity uh, in a one RU form factor. Um, as I said, this is not the first 25.60 device within the Nexus portfolio. So we already have a switch that can do 25.60, but that's 2RU, right? Um, we have another switch that, that would do 25.60 that is 4RU. And if we extrapolate that and look at the modular chassis within the Nexus 9K portfolio, you can go all the way up to maybe even um, uh, a 7RU, 16RU chassis that can be configured to do 25.60, right? So there are multiple form factors that can deliver the same capacity in, in a way, but then each form factor potentially has its own advantages and, um, and benefits. Like in a modular chassis, you can have um, you know, native cards that can deliver even lower speed interfaces, which we probably can't do in a fixed switch unless uh, you do um, you know, some kind of a breakout, uh, so which means you might be uh, losing the capacity in a way. But having said all of that, if you just take this um, uh, latest switch, the 9232E, um, given the capacity, you can envision using that switch in multiple um, uh, architectures. One would be a three-tier architecture where the switch could potentially be a super spine where you can have uh, a lot of bandwidth uh, between the spine and the super spine layer. Uh, another way that you can um, envision using this switch is something that Faraz was alluding to um, in how you want to design clusters that would do uh, AIL or ML processing um, for most of the time, right? In that case, you may have um, very large clusters spread across multiple data rooms or multiple data halls, and then you might have to interconnect them with a very high bandwidth, high speed uh, links. So you could use this switch to provide that connectivity uh, across multiple data halls based on some of the applications that you plan to run uh, on those uh, clusters, if you will. Um, and for us, uh, is there anything else that you would like to add on that context? Yeah, so you said it well. So there are two main factors that we look into uh, when we're looking for efficiency. One is one of the ways that we measure it is how much... Uh, watt you or power you use per 100 gig, right? That's something that we can do the math and we'll say that, okay, per 100 gig, uh, you're going to save this much um, in, in power. Another uh, way of taking away, not only you're saving on 100 gig of bandwidth forwarding on with these ASICs, but uh, think about it. On this side, you have an optic that does 8 by 100 gig breakout meaning you're going to save um, 700 gig optics, or uh, you're going to save uh, basically whatever uh, power budget was for those optics on, on one side, which is huge because those optics, especially 100 gig and 400 gig, um, they add up. The, the, the power usage for those optic itself, they add up pretty quick. So these are the two ways that we can be benefiting uh, for... Um, higher efficiency uh, networks. 100%. I think um, it's really important uh, what you highlight uh, because, of course, if you have, if the availability to use uh, less power for per QSFP, right, uh, it will also impact, of course, how your data center is being cooled, right. So you will save uh, there as well. So it's like a it's like a win-win situation, and it's great to see. Um, I even see potential use cases like uh, because we've talked briefly, uh, we talked about um, 
the use case for that switch, you know, like a spine or a super spine. But even in the near future, I would see uh, customers moving into, you know, like connecting top of rack switches, 100 gig uh, connectivity, which also might be an interesting use case here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, given given the ability of the switch to um, offer breakout, um, as well as, you know, support, um, you know, prior generation uh, QSFP transceivers natively, um, you could envision the switch being used in other uh, places in the fabric as well, uh, depending on use cases. You could potentially uh, standardize on one of these switches and then deploy it for multiple use cases uh, in a fabric. Might be interesting to mention that because I'm, 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 I'm at the customer right where they're actively looking like uh, connecting their server devices. Uh, it look like they're uh, moving away from huge blade chassis, right? Moving a little bit more to uh, one rack use servers, but connecting them like uh, with 100 gigs. So I think it's interesting to see what you guys are doing here. Right? I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's it's funny to say, but it's like bleeding edge, right? I mean, we talk about in the market, it, there is nothing else to compare it with uh, at this time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the things that even for us called out earlier, right? So I mean, it's 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 not very long back that we were talking about um, you know switches being 800 gig ready. Uh, and we are already here, uh, ready to ship an 800 gig uh, product. Uh, so, so that's 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 pretty cool. It kind of shows you, you know, how, um, uh, or, or rather, the, the the pace of innovation in how these technologies are evolving. Uh, and so we are you're here pretty uh, quickly to to start delivering some of these, uh, you know, port speeds um, at at relatively higher density uh, to satisfy some of the use cases that we are talking about here. So I wanted to touch base on on the, a little bit on the encryption side of it. So MacSec and layer two encryption per port. Now we are bumping the uh, throughput per port. That does does that mean it's all supported for MacSec, or that's a kind of a trade off that we have to make here? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so the the current switch at 800 gig, uh, we don't support MacSec on it, and there are a couple of reasons for it. Uh, one is if you kind of go back. Um, uh, to the launch of uh, 400 gig products, uh, the first set of 400 gig products uh, came out with no MacSec in them because kind of the the, the encryption technology was lagging the uh, uh, the, the Ethernet uh, technology at that time, so we're not able to uh, fit that in uh, to to get the switches out uh, in a time to market fashion, right? So that that seems to be the recurring theme here. So so this is uh, uh, you can consider it as a time to market uh, decision. Uh, so the port speeds, um, we see needs uh, and use cases and, and asks uh, from the market that the port speeds can be used uh, at this time, so which is one of the reasons why we are bringing out this switch um, uh, at this time. MaxAct would be available uh, in the future um, as the technology matures and as we have those capabilities um, that, that we can offer. Having said that, if MacSec is a is a is a critical um, ask today, we do MacSec on 400 gig, so that will be the fallback option at this time, right? So we have uh, a handful of products within the Nexus 9K portfolio that don't compromise on uh, on encryption and MacSec at all. So, and when I say that, what I mean is every port can be encrypted uh, at 400 gig speed. So there are a handful of switches, whether it's a fixed form factor switch. Um, or a compact modular that we uh, just launched uh, a few months back, or a full-blown modular switch with fabric modules as well. So you can have varying options uh, in how we can deliver encryption to the fabric at 400 gig speeds today, 
and we'll look forward to doing that with 800 gig in the future as well. Yeah, to, to add to the point, um, we have customers that they love MagSec and they want to put MagSec everywhere. And we also have customers that they don't need MagSecs and they rather have a platform that has a lower power utilization because MagSec will add some uh, to the power, overall power. Uh, but as Gerald said, uh, we have a variety of uh, 48 gig platforms that you can choose either you want MagSec in all ports or on selective ports for offlink. Uh, but this platform, the newest one, the 9200, uh, we it's relatively simple architecture. It's a switch on chip design. So every single port is directly connected to the ASIC uh, for lower uh, power um, consumption and also uh, for the use cases that we target with this platform. But MaxSec is a big part of the 9K portfolio in general. And I think last time we talked, we, we went through the portfolio and uh, pretty much every switch will uh, support MaxSec. I guess that question comes from the industry where Mir is working. I think it's uh, some of the requirements there. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, the reason that I asked was because uh, because of compliance requirements. It's it's more uh, required for the compliance requirement. I have seen with the customers that, uh, to be honest, it doesn't really add any security value. It's just it adds compliance value most of the time. Agreed. Yeah, and that's, and that's one, of the, well, one of the reasons why, you know, for some of the switches, where we didn't compromise on what ports would do MaxSec at all, right? Uh, just to kind of cater to that kind of a specific use case where, you know, you would just go for an application for a compliance reason. You would just say, okay, every port would have to be encrypted, and we can do that today with uh, several of the Nexus uh, 9K switches that we have shipping. So it's not the first device that Cisco comes out that actually is using the Silicon One, right? So there is another platform that's similar uh, maybe you can you can you can provide also some 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 insights there and uh, maybe the differences between those platforms because I know some of our listeners will will know about that uh, you know the 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 other device that actually uh, came with uh, using the, the the silicon one chipset so it might be interesting also to to provide us uh, some insights on this one yeah another great question so yeah so why uh, this is one of the um, uh, products within the Nexus 9K portfolio that is using uh, Silicon One. So the, the other product that uses Silicon One is the Nexus 9800. So as you can see, we are beginning to onboard uh, Silicon One ASICs into the Nexus 9K portfolio along with the other uh, Cisco ASIC that we've been using, which is the CloudScale um, ASIC. Having said that, going back to your question, Alexander, about the, the other platform within the portfolio, yes. When we talk about the Nexus 9232, um, it is a shared hardware between um, Nexus and the Cisco um, 8100. So both of these platforms uh, are built using the same ASIC. Uh, both of them offer 32 800 gig ports. Uh, but where the fundamental difference lies uh, is how um, you know we offer software uh, on, on these platforms. Uh, on the Nexus 9K, um, it is a very integrated uh, solution, so you get the switch along with NXOS software on it. Uh, on the Cisco 8100, uh, it is mostly a disaggregated uh, approach, and by that, what I mean is you can get the platform uh, and then add um, you know, uh, operating systems like Sonic on top of it. And the reason we do that is some of our customers, especially hyperscalers, uh, who have the capacity to do that, um, uh, take the responsibility of getting a platform 
and using an operating system that they have standardized across their fabric on any platform. Uh, so we enable that. So that's not something that every other customer segment is, uh, is ready to do at this point, which is why we offer an integrated model uh, with the Nexus portfolio where you get the switch uh, along with the Cisco NXOS um, uh, software or operating system on top of it. So that's kind of the fundamental difference uh, between those two platforms, even though they are both using the same silicon under the, under the switch. No need to see more. Uh, we're convinced NXOS, uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Huh? So. I think, I mean, specifically from my perspective. Um, okay, so just want to highlight as well the difference. So it's a 9200 platform, so it's only supporting NXOS, so there is no ACI, right? So it, I think it's also something maybe clear that the listeners should understand, right, uh, if they're not aware. Yeah, that, that, that's also correct. So, so we branded it as a 9200, and at this time we offer only NXOS on 9200 portfolio. So, so this will continue to be an NXOS only switch at this time. Yeah, I think uh, one of the questions that's um, that's still on my mind as well, um, uh, when would it be general available for the customers to order, right? So I think it's, uh, you know, if there's new toys around uh, around on the block, I think uh, it's interesting to understand a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, that is, it's very exciting to hear that you're, you're almost ready to order, actually, right? So we, um, uh, so we, we uh, obviously announced the platform last month at OCP. Um, and uh, it, it is work in progress and our expected or our target date for, um, uh, for shipping would be sometime uh, in April uh, of next year. So that's our target date. Uh, so you should, um, so we plan to make it orderable sometime closer to that. Uh, but having said that, the other platform uh, that we talked about that you, you also alluded to, which is the Cisco 8100, which is kind of the same uh, version um, um, of the switch, that one's already shipping. So that one's already available um, uh, for, for order for the Nexus uh, branded um, version would be available uh, in April of next year. All right, so now we can get like uh, hundreds of orders in. So, and then we need to see that we can shorten the lead time on delivery. <laughs> hey, Mirja, just maybe a question for you. How do you would see that, uh, would you see in your environment, um, this platform, I think, uh, you know, like has a lot of uh, has a lot of uh, uh, opportunity. I mean, specifically as well in the industry where you're working, but not only your industry, right? So maybe you yeah. can also share some insights from personal experience, right? I think it's also interesting to see how we could like real life experience customers yeah. would be able to use this one. Huh? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, so the thing is, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the approval I got for the podcast is that I shouldn't strictly talk about the the firm's technology. So that's that's something that I cannot talk about. But uh, but I what I want what I wanted to mention was um, I had use cases that they they actually start they wanted to uh, they, they started getting their feet wet with uh, machine learning and uh, AI, and they ran into a lot of challenges right off the bat because because of the the, the lack of the throughput as as Faraz was was mentioning the details and the low density switches that are available in the market. So I guess this is going to satisfy that portion of the market really good. Um, and there are a lot of customers that I have seen that not only, not only um, low density, hyper scale data centers they're looking for, but also data centers that they can do lift and shift to the cloud. And for that, they would also need such uh, technologies that would help them. Um, because at this point, especially in Europe, as you know, Alexander, it's all about 
energy pricing. Yeah, right? true. So, so you know, having such platforms will help them a lot to save a lot of money. It's all about economics of a scale, right? Right. Yeah. So, I hear you. I hear you. It's one hundred percent correct. Uh, Europe is, uh, it's, and I think uh, the guys from uh, from Cisco are doing a great job here. Uh, for example, uh, what I'm seeing, and maybe um, uh, Faraz or Gerald can comment. Uh, like, I I think it would benefit as well big media companies, right? So in their data center environments, uh, you know, like with with all of the, you know, the imager 4K, 8K, whatever K that they have available, it's uh, it's something that's. Uh, that might be interesting as well. Huh? Maybe you can guys can talk about the experience or like engagements that you have with customers here. Yeah, I can. Um, so not only that, they're coming back and saying we want more. <laughs> <laughs> so today they have 8K raw videos and on, on the, these endpoint, and uh, they're they're talking about uh, 12K, and uh, they're coming back and say, okay, 800 gig is not enough when you're going to have. 1.6 terabit interfaces. Um, so of course, those not every single customer will have those needs. But um, I can tell you, uh, I displayed the first 32 port, 100 gig switch in 2016 in the high uh, in the HPC conference, and everybody was like, "Wow, who's gonna need 32 ports of 100 gig?" And today we're talking about 32 ports of 800 gig. And I'm already talking to customers that not only uh, in the media side, but customers that are trying to build a huge scale um, lab environment and they want non-blocking traffic uh, between all these AIs and ML machines. And uh, they're, they're, they're looking to actually have 800 gig servers or NIC cards and they're asking right. what's, what's, what's next basically. So we got customers that are ahead it's of us. They're customers. Yeah. Never satisfied. Give an inch to take a mile. Yeah. <laughs> so, something that came to my mind, actually, I remember, uh, far as you mentioned, 2016, I, I had a friend who was a, who was a network engineer for a gaming company. And actually, he told me that lots of troubleshooting tickets that he gets was because of the port saturation and there are a lot of problems when it comes to, you know, throughput. And he was, he actually literally said it, I remember that, I wish that Cisco would uh, manufacture a switch with uh, port, like each port, like 32 ports, but each port 400 gig. Now we are even double of that. So, yes. So yeah, I should call your call. friend and give him the good I news. Should, yeah. <laughs> you, you're taking me back like uh, when I was 18, we were playing, uh, you know, like uh, with 56K modem playing Quake. And the only thing that we had was lag because, you know, like Belgium was not that advanced at that time. And Others were playing on servers that had already DSLs, you know, like, or or ISDN and stuff like that. So if you look now, it's we're, to, we're talking about 800 gig. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like, it's 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 almost like you know, like it's incomprehensible for. I mean, you know, like uh, just imagine talking to nobody that's working in the space we're working, right? So like, uh, like people, they, it's, they cannot phantom that. Huh? It's it's impossible. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's truly high press scale data center. I don't know about you, but I have an 800 gig switch in my home. I need it for more. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you are a CCIE. I wouldn't expect less. So. <laughs> now you're making us jealous, and maybe everybody on the <laughs> that will listen to the podcast, like, okay, how can we get our hands on an 800 gig switch? <laughs> you should work for Cisco. Uh, by the way, That's free, the yeah, free, free. <laughs> Yeah, you could do, you can do like hey, hey guys, we're shipping you an 800 gig switch free, but 
sorry, the, the, the QSFPs will cost you. Um, we, we display the first 800 gig or 800 gig ready platform in Cisco Live and um, it, it, it's, it's a modular chassis and it's relatively heavy. Um, so the joke was, if you can't lift it, you can take it home for free. <laughs> nice. Hey, I've been, good I've been weightlifting, so I'm, I'm ready for that challenge. <laughs> so talking about Cisco Live, are you guys presenting as well specifically this topic? Well, because we're now, because Miriam and myself are based in, um, in Europe, right? Because Cisco Live uh, Europe is coming along uh, uh, somewhere uh, early next year. What are you guys doing there? Maybe also good for our listeners to to intrigue some uh, some of the listeners there uh, to come by and see if they can lift and shift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like the sword of the stone, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, we we actually did display um, both of these uh, switches at OCP. Uh, so that was um, so that was really cool uh, to kind of see um, you know people walk by and look at uh, look at the switch. Um, in 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 real time, right? I mean, uh, so with uh, with respect to Cisco Live Amsterdam, I mean, we are definitely um, looking forward to um, to having the switch uh, as part of the Nexus uh, display, along with the other switch that uh, Faraz was mentioning, right? I mean, the, we obviously have a modular switch that is also 800 gig capable. Uh, today, it supports 400 gig, uh, so eventually, uh, it uh, it will it will get 800 gig capability as well. The switch, the, the modular switch is already. Uh, architected and designed to support higher speeds um, at higher potencies as well. So along with that, we will uh, have the 9232 um, as well. Um, aside from that, I mean, um, you know, Faraz can uh, chime in here. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously have a lot of um, technical breakout sessions that, that talk about everything that is happen- happening in the data center, not just the Nexus portfolio um, from a switching standpoint, but also from a software and from a uh, applications and telemetry standpoint as well. So there will be several things um, that we'll be covering at Cisco Live Amsterdam. So so anybody and everybody uh, who is interested in um, learning about our portfolio, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you um, in Amsterdam. Nice. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Gerald and Fraz, we covered a lot, but did we cover it all? Do you have any last comments before we wrap up here? Yeah, this was a very good conversation. I think we, we covered a lot of ground. Um, if anything, I want to um, leave our listeners and, and, and everybody in the panel with, uh, with just one thought, right? Um, uh, 800 gig um, has become reality uh, with the launch of this um, uh, two platforms. I mean, obviously, the 9200 that we are talking about, um, as well as the Cisco um, 8100. Uh, and uh, with this platform, we are enabling um, architectures uh, where bandwidth um, is, is one critical aspect. Uh, potency is another critical aspect, um, as well as sustainability and power efficiency, right? I mean, all of these things are coming together um, with these new innovations uh, from an ASIC standpoint, from a platform standpoint, uh, from a transceiver standpoint, um, as well as from an overall architecture standpoint. Uh, for us, any other closing thoughts in your mind? No, I think you said it well. That's a tough act to follow. That was a yeah. good wrap up. <laughs> I think for us, will will is inviting everybody for a land party at his house, right? So because right. he has his yeah, that that'll be so. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, another great episode on the books. Uh, congratulations, everyone. To our listeners, if you want to continue your learning on today's topic, we have a few links provided in the show notes below. So check those out. And of course, your weekly reminder: you can subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform to receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us. 
make sure to click on that subscribe or follow button now. Thank you for listening in. See you again next week.